Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. And I'm Nick Amaral. And welcome to Ask the Tech Coach. Today, we're going to be celebrating the FETC conference that Nick and I spent all last week enjoying in sunny... Well, I don't know, Nick, was it in sunny Florida for you? <laughs> No, you know, as much as I anticipated at least 70 degrees in sun, I think a majority of our stay was uh, 50s and overcast. But you know what? It was just nice to be away. And Jeff, it was a lot uh, warmer than up by us that hit, what, negative? Oh, yeah, we certainly had a great time. It was nice to be down there in the warm, sunny weather. Of course, it was capped off by us flying home on Thursday for me and Friday for you and gusting ourselves into minus six degree weather. It was not good. And and I, I'm just going to say it right now, guys. My voice is still shot. We're recording this on Sunday night. Um, tried to get it as well. <laughs> They're recording as far away from the, the, the plane ride home as possible. Um, I have had laryngitis all of the last couple of days. Nick, you seem to have survived the weather. I did, you know, even though I made it through the, uh, the rain that we had there and I thought maybe I'd come down with something too. But uh, yeah, I did. I survived it. And I think that's it. I think people are getting sick now because of us bouncing, you know, coming back home and getting hit with this, uh, this freezing uh, temperature. So welcome to Ask the Tech Coach. This is the podcast for instructional technology coaches. We take your questions. We discuss all the great stuff that's happening in instructional technology, personalized learning. And we have a fantastic show to, for you today. We have an interview coming up with two amazing tech coaches from the same school district. And we're going to be talking to them about personalized learning, how they run their learning management system. At, uh, Nick, they are a Canvas user, I might add. And uh, how, how they are actually changing their school district through one-to-one coaching. So stick around. We've got a great interview from FETC um, in that. But uh, Nick, I got to ask you, what did you think of the conference? Was this your, this was your first time at FETC, right? Yeah, this is my first time. You know, I anticipated going a few years ago and attending, but never got the chance to get out there. So this was great to be there. And I liked it. You know, uh, I was excited to just hear uh, Sal Khan speak a little bit and, Mm. and get to see what he was like. And um, you know, there was one workshop I went into that was absolutely terrific. I enjoyed it. He was he was engaging. It was a uh, Hall Davidson's uh, AR VR workshop, and that was great. Just to hear him talk about uh, some of the apps that maybe you just don't associate with AR VR that maybe aren't you know as popular yet. But it was funny because he talked about obviously merge cubes and whatnot, and uh, but he went into um, you know, kind of designing your own AR, VR scenarios and, and things that you can kind of put together with students or, you know, for PD and whatnot. So that was great, uh, especially considering that's something that our tech committee has been working on and we've been focusing uh, recently on AR, VR. So I'm excited to kind of bring that information back to my district. And, um, you know, I had a fun time presenting at the Schoology booth and talking about how I've been using Schoology per se, but to uh, design online learning modules for teachers for anytime, anywhere learning. And, and that was exciting to share that with other districts. And I'm glad that there are some of them are also reaching out to me on Twitter and connecting and want to, you know, chat again and get some more in-depth knowledge about what I've been doing. So that was fun. And I did get one night, Jeff, to get out there and uh, do some bowling with some NJ educators or tech coaches of mine. That was fun little night to get together and, uh, you know, just to hang out with them that you don't normally get to hang out with all the time, even though we're all from NJ. Yeah, that, that was a really neat opportunity there. I, I didn't get a chance to, to catch you at the Schoology booth, but every time I was there, the Schoology booth was, was, was rocking. There were so many people around it. There were. It was just, you know, it was neat to see because 
obviously this is my first time really experiencing them at a conference and uh, seeing how that goes, but they're just, it's a great group of people. I think they just have a very personable connection and atmosphere. And then you just see a lot of people, you know, connect to them and the things that they're trying to do. And, you know, it was a welcoming place. And yeah, I, I saw the same thing. I stopped a few times just to see a couple other presentations that were going on from some other Schoology ambassadors and some of the people that they have, obviously, you know, Schoology personnel working the booth. Yeah. I mean, Jeff, how was your experience at the conference? Uh, I had a absolute blast. Uh, we flew down there on Saturday, um, had a great time. I actually spent Saturday going to both parks. I spent some time at Disney, uh, Disney Springs or formerly downtown Disney. And then uh, I, I went to Universal. It was kind of fun to go down there. And of course, we met up and had a chance to meet everybody on the Amaral clan and had a good time there. But it was really a, a fun time on Sunday. They had a big Microsoft education event uh, that was amazingly planned. We got a chance to do a flip hunt. Uh, have you ever done a flip hunt, Nick? I have not personally taken part in a flip hunt, but I keep seeing uh, that bounce around. Yeah, the, the, it, basically think of it as a scavenger hunt, but with Flipgrid, right? So that asks you to show things, to do things. We had to do Flipgrid selfies. We put us into groups. It was really, really cool to do. Um, the sad part about Sunday was that I actually had to leave that halfway through um, because I had a two-hour workshop that I was giving on how to do podcasting. And it was great. We had about 35, 40 people or so in there. And we talked about how to build an entire curriculum um, around audio, video, screencasting, podcasting, that kind of thing. And had a chance to show off some great, uh, some great applications like that. Um, I, you know, just like you, I, I love going through the vendor floor. You know, we had a chance to do that together a little bit, uh, meeting the companies that we work on, um, talking to some of the people that have been on the podcast, you know, and, uh, and I think the biggest thing here is interacting with other tech coaches to see what they're doing and interacting with other podcasters, right? Everybody has their own gear, their own equipment, their own, their own ways to podcast at these conferences. And I got to tell you, Nick, the best thing that I heard all conference was, Hey, you guys do that tech coach podcast. Isn't that really cool? So I want to say thank you out there for everybody who's been supporting this show, listening to this show. Um, if you see us at conferences, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to meet you. We'd love to work with you guys. Of course, you know, we always have our roundtable shows. We would love to have you guys on this year on our podcast. Let us know where you are. Of course, you could always reach out to us on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach and email us over at feedback at teachercast.net. We want to hear from you guys as we go through all the conferences, and of course, um, you know, as we go through 2019. Now, Nick, one of the neat things about the conference was we had a few teachers stop me and ask some questions. And one of the questions that a tech coach actually came up to, she was a, a new tech coach, and she says, hey, you do that Ask the Tech Coach podcast? And I said, yeah, we do. She says, I have a question for you. Um, my school just adopted a learning management system, and I, I'm not quite sure how to, how to get on board with this. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go. Um, Nick, I wanted to throw the question to you. You're the learning management system guru between the two of us here. If, if a school is a, 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 you know getting into a learning management system or any kind of new technology, where can a tech coach go to get more information? Yeah. So first and foremost, you know, obviously uh, our group and uh, I have to say just to kind of promote that and, and just put that out there that the mastermind is a great place consisting of a lot of educators who are sharing that same question. So uh, I'm excited that that was a question that came up, uh, you know, specifically. And, and just the fact that that, you know, it was user generated and 
Uh, and just to hear that people have interest in LMSs, that's that's a hot topic right now uh, and how to use that for PD and for different things. So that's great. Obviously, they can definitely go to uh, and join and become a part of our Tech Coach Mastermind and and they can take part in a, an LMS course, Jeff, that we've put together that they can get to learn the ins and outs of and more about the ba the background and pedagogy behind the LMSs and, and obviously then share with the other coaches and myself on how you and I are utilizing that in our in our roles. Um, you know, other places, though, just where do you go to learn about LMS and new technologies and things like that? Obviously, Twitter. That's a big place. I know I get and you get a lot of information uh, off of Twitter and sharing in highlights that other districts and, and coaches and PD personnel are, are doing. Um, uh, I know for you, Jeff, you do a lot with different companies. So, you know, talk a little bit about where, you know, where do you get, you know, learn about new technologies that maybe some tech coaches to be or people who are looking for more information where they should go. Well, it's like you said, I, I always start at Twitter, right? And you find things. Um, I actually started looking more into my contact list. And I think maybe this is a good topic for a show. I actually just bought a subscription um, to an application called Full Contact. Is essentially what Full Contact does. And I love this. It'll actually put, you know, once you put a contact in and you can do it manually or through a business card, um, it'll actually take that person's name and phone number or email or whatever that one or two things that you give it. And then it'll scour the internet for that person's other contacts contacts and the next thing you know with automatically you've got that company or that person's name picture photo twitter facebook everything that's out there um it's kind of neat i've been i've been like throwing out business cards left and right here because of this application but hey we'll talk about that at a later point in time but you know i gotta say to you the, the same thing that you guys just echoed out here nick we have been working on creating an amazing community of tech coaches that we call our tech coach mastermind and it started up in august sorry started up in october and we have about 20 to 30 members strong right now and what do you get for being in our mastermind first of all to learn more you can go over to teachercast.net forward slash mastermind and each month we do two meetings with you guys to help introduce you to other tech coaches we also provide one-to-one -one breakout coaching so that way if you guys are looking to build a website looking to build an ed tech plan looking to create uh, and uh, something kind of content with your teachers. We are here for you. Of course, we also have our inline, our online. Wow, my voice, Nick, today is just going bad because of all this stuff. We have our online community um, that has all of our mastermind members into it. Um, and of course, it is growing every single day. We have many, many plans for you if you're looking to do it. Uh, we have a two-month trial plan. We've got a six-month plan or a 12-month plan. All of those are perfect. If you're looking to have your school district pay, we work with uh, BRCs. We work with purchase orders, all those different things. Um, or if you're looking to... Uh, you know, share some some information on yourself. Um, we're happy to work with you guys too on payment plans as well. So check that out today, teachercast.net slash mastermind and join our TeacherCast educational tech coaches community today. Now, Nick, that of course brings us up to our tech coach tip of the week. What is our tech coach tip of the week? Yeah, so, you know, it's great to be able to get out of the classroom every once in a while, uh, especially to attend professional development conferences. And, and Jeff, we try to do that, obviously, as often as we can. And once a month, we meet up with um, local North Jersey uh, tech coaches as part of our NJ10 group. And but, uh, you know, where local conferences are a good place to start. It's, it's also important for, you know, tech coaches and, and those who are looking to get even more, just even teachers, uh, to attend the larger conferences such as FETC and ISTE to see what's happening on a, a national and global level. 
And and that's why I love going to these conferences. You know, I'm looking forward to Philadelphia and ISTE. This will be my seventh time, I think, wow. sixth time or seventh time. Um, this was, of course, my first FETC. And and this is where I had a chance to talk to tech coaches and, and other educators that you just don't have a chance to. Maybe they're not on Twitter. Maybe you don't run into them on Facebook. I had the opportunity this week to meet two amazing instructional coaches here. Um, and I'd like to introduce you guys here to Sam Brooks and Lance Key. They work in the same school district. They are responsible for teaching hundreds of teachers, thousands of students. And we had a chance to sit down and, 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 have a great long interview with them about personalized learning, which was actually a, uh, a workshop that they did here. But we got into some of the other important topics, things like how to work with your PLN, how to grow your PLN, how to work with learning management systems. And we're, what we're going to do right now is we are actually going to step aside and we are going to bring you my interview from FETC with Sam Brooks and Lance Key. We're here live at FETC. I'm here with Sam Brooks and Lance Key. Gentlemen, how are you today? Doing great, man. Thank you for having us on. It's exciting for us. It is great to see everybody here at FETC, thousands of educators here all together for the love of their students to figure out how to reach as many students effectively as possible. Today we're talking a little bit about personalized learning, ways that teachers can hit every single student, and that's something that you guys are pretty passionate about. It is. It, it, you know, it's a big push for our district and uh, you know, really understanding what personalized learning truly means because you can go from one district to another and it, the, the term personalized learning means something totally different. So really defining that for our district and, uh, you know, pushing that out and, and getting it in the hands of our teachers. And when we're looking at this, I know there's, you know, teachers all over the place are trying to figure out what this means and how to do it. I think the question is, is, is how do we start, right? Like if we're putting together a lesson plan, how do we create something that does reach a wide variety of learners? Well, I think the first thing for us to learn along the way, and of course we work with a couple of groups in our district to get to where we are and, and are really not anywhere near where we want to be as time goes on, but uh, you know, uh, understanding that, that it's not necessarily about just the technology in a teacher classroom. It's more about giving the teacher more opportunity to get with students, as you mentioned in the opening, giving them the opportunity to individualize their instruction uh, based on the need of the students. So that student feedback, that, that student uh, really definition of what they want to do as far as and what they're interested in uh, as far as the learning really comes into place and what could that mean um, you know we talk a lot about things like doing written work audio work video work uh, AR work you know creating a variety of projects so that way we understand the topic but maybe not everything has to be a multiple choice so so I feel like that uh, students need to have voice and choice into what they're doing. Students can show mastery multiple different ways over content. Uh, so some students like to write. Some, some students like to make videos. We actually, we surveyed all of our students and all of our students want to be, or the highest thing was, they all want to be YouTube bloggers when they grow up. I don't know that they can sustain that as a career, but you know, they like to create, they like to do hands-on things. Some, some just want to do that written work and that's okay, but we need to be providing opportunities for students so they can show mastery in different ways. One of the themes that I'm hearing throughout the conference is exactly what you said. We have a generation of students that want to be the next YouTube blogger. How are we preparing them for that? See, that's the question, and, and I think that's where personalized learning, if you will, really got its uh, umph and, and growth in America and trying to figure out you know, what the kids are interested in and really you know, these kids 
kind of come out of the womb a digital native and and i don't know how they know to do the things they know how to do so if we're not including that technology as part of the equation then we're missing the boat because the careers that are out there now are really uh you know provide opportunities for these kids that they didn't have before and and we say it all the time in their sessions uh when I was growing up, I was told, Sam, you need to get, go to a four-year institution and get a college degree in order to make a living for your family, a good living. And, you know, today that's not necessarily true anymore. The skills that these students can leave high school with can take them right into a job making more than I make right now. Well, I think the other thing is that the skills that students are looking for for their futures aren't being taught in the schools. I don't have a course in my high school that says how to be a YouTube star. I would definitely agree with that, and that's the learning curve for us. We we have got to figure out what these needs are, change what we are doing in even high school, even in middle school and elementary school, um, to give these kids a track to be able to get to where they want to go and then adjust the learning around that. So, Lance, as an instructional technology specialist, you get a chance to work with your teachers to help prepare them to teach this generation. What's your play? How do you approach these teachers who – you know, may or may not even know what they don't know. So uh, I think that, you know, teaching the, the, the teachers that, you know, the, the knowledge now is everywhere. Uh, back when, when I was in school, the, the teacher held all the knowledge, the textbook held all that knowledge, and I had to bridge the gap to the teacher after I learned that material and show mastery, usually through a test or something like that. But now with YouTube, with Google, things like that, the knowledge is everywhere. A student can learn anything that they want. The teacher and the book are not the only ones that hold that knowledge anymore. So we're trying to train our teachers to be more facilitators of learning, provide the opportunity to learn, push the students into different places to where they can learn, and, and then them be a guide on the side where they're working with the students one-on-one and meeting those individualized needs in the classroom. Because if you're standing up trying to teach a class 60 minutes a day, you know, you're only hitting 20 to 30 percent of your students' needs. But if you've got different stations going on and you're working with students one-on-one, you can push every student in the classroom then. You know, it's easy to talk about this stuff. And, and you know, you, you know here, you're, you're a personal learning supervisor. When we're looking at bringing professional development into our teachers that deal with all of this, it's not about the PD. It's about the culture shift. So here's the $64,000 question. Wait, we're in Fortnite. Here's the $5 million (laughs) question. How do you start the change of culture in your district? Well, it is a process, and you got to convince the teachers, uh, and and you have to have more of a holistic view in your district and, and, you know, create a situation where you maybe move one section of your schools or your grade levels at a time. And and when you do that, the design thinking process comes into play. And so once uh, you create that buy-in with the teachers and you do provide the professional development and you work with good partners that are out there to be able to help you and show you the big picture, it becomes uh, not just one more thing we have to do as a teacher to uh, appease the district, but it becomes part of what they want to do. So when you create that buy-in and they get on fire for it, you can just get out of the way and let it happen. And is culture shifting something that can happen from a tech coach level, or does it have to start at that tippy top of the mountain? Well, I th- I'm going to speak for Lance here real quickly. Uh, it, it does, and, and his tech coaching 
came from him being in the classroom and being in a, a, a distance flipped classroom setting where he was teaching kids in, in other schools via video live. Mm -hmm. And so when you see the growth and what happened in that room and, and he's actually able to entertain uh, a couple of classes in one given structure and time, you know, that kind of speaks for itself. So uh, a natural thing was put him in a lead role to where he could show folks what was going on in the classroom and how he was using that technology. And, and how did you create a system that teachers are looking at him as a leader and not a person who happens to walk in to say hey how you doing well we're, we're very lucky we have a, a, a very innovative director of schools and I think that the support that he provides for us is the catalyst for making that happen but uh, all we have to do is is we want to get in the room with the teacher and work with them not not go in and tell them what to do we want to be able to support and help them along the way so they see we're more of a team than someone coming down and trying to instruct them also, I feel like that with our teachers also, we have to personalize the learning for them. We've got teachers that are on all different le levels. We've got some seasoned teachers that, you know, they didn't grow up with technology, and, and they don't, you know, they have to take small chunks of it. So we have to just give them one or two things to work on. But then we have uh, new teachers coming right out of college that, that has a plethora of information, and those guys actually become my helpers, and they help push out the information that we're doing. So, so it's kind of a culture you have to build that it's okay for the younger generation to teach our more seasoned teachers, and it's okay that our students know how to do things that our teachers don't know how to do. You know, empower those students and have them help you in the classroom. You know, it was said yesterday at one of the Microsoft sessions that we now, in any given school district, have five generations living into the same roof. And, you know, we're trying to educate our kids, but we're also trying to educate at least four or five generations of educators, all with different backgrounds and willingness to move forward. How do we create a culture where we can innovate, yet at the same time we have a culture where people might not know how to share a Google Doc? Man, I think that's a great question and something we talk about and deal with all the time. It, it, to, to us, it's just uh, getting in front of them, showing them what the possibilities are. And as Lance was speaking to, some of our most seasoned or experienced teachers um, have been the ones, once they figure out that that technology and this new way of thinking getting with students can actually give them time back during the day with their students they dive in so some of our our teachers that are broadcasting out now that this is the greatest thing in the world and, and what they've been looking for in the beginning were not ones that were really wanting to get involved I also think that it's important that and this is something we try to do it's about the students it's about preparing the students for their future and you know we don't really know what's going to be out there in the future as uh, far as jobs go but we do know that technology is going to be a strong integration with that I mean, we've got to teach students so that they're problem solvers and get them ready for that world that's coming so let's talk a little bit about your role here. Uh, many of our listeners are tech coaches. And one of the questions that is on the mind of many tech coaches is, what does a good tech coaching program look like? So what I try to do is provide my teachers with as many tools as I can because for what works for one may not work for the other. Um, so I try, if, if you look, I, I've got many certifications that I've got, and it's not because I wanted to get those certifications necessarily, but I want my teachers to know when I come in and I work with them that, you know, I am certified to help you with this. Uh, I want to provide you and show you as many ways as that you can that you use this, but what we're finding out is our teachers are finding ways to use this, and they're, 
they're actually helping me and then I'm taking it to other people. So I always say the smartest person in the room is the room. So you have to build that culture so that everyone can share, everybody can learn from each other because that's the way we truly grow. So wait a minute, let, let me just back up here. When you're saying certifications, you're not talking multiple college degrees. Talk to us about these certifications. Is this ambassador programs? Is this what does that mean to you? Yeah, so uh, you know, I've got uh, first I'm Google certified trainer. Uh, so I, Sam also is one. We we felt like that was important. If we're going to be pushing Google out in our district, we need to be certified to do that. Uh, I've worked uh, strongly with Edge Elastic, with ViewSonic, uh, with uh, Book Creator, Cami, just just all these these different tools because we want to provide you know what we think is the best but then we have our teachers go out and look for their own things and once they find it and they come back to us with it then i want to go and try to get certified in it so i can take it to everybody else and they feel like that i i know what i'm talking about with so, it so let's do a little bit of role playing lance i'm teaching social studies next week i want to do something amazing that i've never tried before Give me a suggestion for a lesson in feudalism. Okay, so so first off, I don't want to change the way that you teach. I want you to be, if you like to lecture, that's okay. We'll let you lecture a little bit. But when the students get to uh, show the mastery of the knowledge, we want them to be able to use Google Slides if they want to, or Google Draw, or Book Creator, or you know, Cami, or any of these other programs that are out there. So provide them with the opportunity to show mastery of that learning the way they want to. Great. So you're going to come into my classroom. I'll sit in the back and you can do all the work. I actually do that from time to time. I'll go in and I actually train the students how to use programs the teachers don't even know how to use. And because, you know, they can look at a Google Slides presentation and say, oh, that looks great. This is a great project. Great. So my lesson plan is due on Sunday. Let me know when it's finished. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so lesson plans due on Sunday. So just build your project out like you normally would. In the past, it would have been a poster. Maybe or something they would have created. Uh, but now let's do it with Google Draw. Let's do it with Google Slides. And I do think that's important because sometimes teachers will say, you know, I just need to see what it looks like. They're not really wanting to take over the class, but we try and even if they ask us to do that, we will go in with them and say, well, here's what we're going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. And here's your part of it. So they can actually get involved and see what's going on. But you're right. They do. Sometimes they just need to see it. And that's so important that you said get involved, right? And that's one of the things that we talk about on our Ask the Tech Coach podcast is how do you get teachers involved yet at the same time stop doing things for teachers and get that coaching cycle what tips do you have for new t tech coaches that are out there that you know they want to please but they don't quite know how to then get out of the way and let the mentorship pass forward so so i believe in empowering people that's in the buildings uh so like I, i've got a, a seasoned uh history teacher at one of our middle schools and he's not a technology guy but we were able to go in and, and help him um he he likes um uh the well I forget what it's called now uh, they, they do mapping and things like that and he likes them taking notes through a mapping system and he had them always doing it on paper I said, well, let's just take the same mapping and let's put it in Google Draw, and then you can take it into Canvas, and it makes a copy for each student on every lesson, and they can do it digitally. They can type their notes. You're not having to print out worksheets of all these things anymore, and that was just one small thing that we were able to do. But then I've got a, a history teacher in another school that's very technology-oriented, created all this content, all these flip videos and everything, 
And, and then the other teacher found out about it, and we were able to just push it to him in Canvas, and he started using it, and he's one of our best uh, blended learning teachers that we have now. It is so nice to have a friend on your side, such as your learning management system. That's another one of those topics that we hit a lot. So many times tech coaches understand how to use a learning management system, but don't quite know how to teach their teachers how to be efficient in a learning management system. What, what advice do you guys have? Because you know, for so many tech coaches, they're told, here's the tool that our district uses, but they're not trained in how to train that. Well, I, I think the structure that, that exists, and, and we work for a program called VITAL, it's Virtual Instruction to Accentuate Learning. It's kind of a one-stop shop for all of this. So Lance touched on it a minute ago. We actually want to learn what it is like to be a teacher in these programs. Our student inf information system is Canvas, and we, we wanted to get in there and learn, break it apart as a teacher, and, and be able to have c communication and collaboration with students around what's happening in, in their classroom. And when you do that and you approach it that way and you, you do want to get certified in these different uh, apps, extensions, and programs that we use, that kind of bridges the communication gap for us and the teachers. They know we're invested in that and we've spent time to learn what we need to know to help them. You know, lastly here, one of the big topics that we've been discussing on, on our podcast over the last few weeks is the concept of not just a technology integration plan, but an ed tech integration plan. It sounds like you guys have an entire system of this is the role for the tech coach. This is the way professional development works. Could you guys talk all about what is the roadmap and how can a school district really create a plan for implementing the PD and implementing the classroom tech coach separately from you know we have to buy a chromebook or we have to buy a the, the driving force for us is is number one what do our students need when you, when you start with that conversation a lot of the problems disappear and then we we continue to go back 65 percent of the jobs that are going to exist for our students in five years are not even a job now and so the only common thread in all of those new jobs is the use of technology so we know it's important to integrate technology in the classroom, but we also know that it's important for teachers to be able to use the instructional models that have worked for them from, from years and years past and integrate them in the same setting. So we want to use technology as a tool in the classroom, much like paper and a pen. Man, that was a great discovery when that happened. So when we can do that, but not let teachers think that technology is going to take over the classroom, that's when we get that good mesh and they can start using it as a true tool when it is relevant and evident for students to learn and not something that's going to take over their classroom. Right. And, I, and when I think back 20 years ago when I graduated high school, you know, I never had the vision that augmented reality, virtual reality would be here. But because of that, surgeons are, are able to do surgery so much better today. And, and we know that because of augmented reality, because of machine learning and things like that, that technology skills, according to research that was done by XQ, is going to increase by 60%. Okay, But also, the other side of that is problem solving and creativity is going to increase by 40%. So one of the big things that we're trying to push out is, you know, the higher levels of bloom in, in the learning. We know the highest level uh, of learning happens at the creation stage. We can also, because of the surveys that we've done with the students, we can show that students like to create because, you know, they want to be YouTube bloggers, because they play Minecraft, because they play Fortnite. All of those things have creation involved. So we know students like to create. We know students, uh, uh, the highest level of learning happens at creation. So we've got to spend more time in the classroom 
teaching those skills so that we're preparing students for the future. And I want to leave you with one thing about that. This was amazing to me. After our two years of integration with personalized learning and our partners, Education Elements and Anthony Kim, um, we survey our students after every year. And the number one thing that our students wanted more of based on that integration of personalized learning was more time with their teacher. That is such good news because that means that the students are looking for your teachers to help them into their futures. Guys, I want to say thank you so much. Where can we learn more about the great work that you're doing? What are your websites, Twitters, all that good stuff? Oh, gosh. Uh, uh, Vital.pcsstn.com is our website. And we, we've been fortunate here the last couple months uh, to be featured on uh, several national articles. So we post those on our website, and that's a good way to get to us. We're all over Facebook and Twitter, um, really like uh, sharing out that way in social media. So. And thank you for your, your time and allowing us to come and speak. Yes, and if your uh, followers can can follow us on Twitter, help me with my ratio for my <laughs> students, I am at LanceArkey.com, and this is uh, Sam is at Vital K 12 And, guys, if you have any questions, um, I, I will certainly be uh, asking everybody to come on the show at some point in time. We're going to talk about all these things long form. And if you guys have any questions, you can always, of course, reach out to us on TeacherCast. We're going to be doing a lot more from, from FETC, so check out everything over at Teacher cast.net forward slash FETC. And we're back, Nick. And that just goes to show you how great it is to attend these big conferences. I want to say thank you to Sam and Lance for setting, sitting down with us to answer some questions. And, of course, we want to say thank you to our friends over at Mind Rocket Media for setting up this interview. It was great to uh, be a part of this. And, and really, you know, in reflections here, Nick, FETC was such a great event. I'm looking forward to it next year. If you're looking to go to FETC next year, it is not going to be in Orlando, Nick. It's actually going to be down in Miami. Yeah, down in South Beach. So, uh, you know, kind of exciting. So if people are uh, looking to take part or if you've been to FETC before, but you've been to Orlando and you want to experience it slightly different, I'm sure Miami's going to have a lot in store. And I'm excited for uh, for the new locale next year. Nick, talk to us a little bit about some of the episodes we have coming up because we have some great topics and we are still searching right now for members of our tech coaching community to join us for our February and March Tech Coach Roundtables. So, Jeff, first thing, before I even jump into this, I have to ask, you've been to, obviously, the FETC and the ISTE almost, what, six, seven times now. Now, is that considered high roller status? Oh, um, yes, but you still have to pay to get to the front of the line for the airports, unfortunately. Right, yeah. Uh, Man, I thought maybe, you know, I'm trying to see. I'm on one, so we'll see if I ever get to that stage. But, uh, you know, I'm excited. February 11th, obviously, we've been doing a lot, and Jeff, you've been doing a lot, and and, uh, surveying different uh, educators around obviously the nation, the world on Twitter and whatnot for different Chrome extensions. So February 11th, uh, we'll be talking about tech coach Chrome extensions and those must have uh, extensions in your browser. February uh, 18th after that, we'll talk about best ways to communicate with teachers. And then just as you said, we're looking for people to join us. So on February 25th, we'll be uh, having our February tech coach roundtable, which I'm always excited to to take part in and to have a, just a roundtable discussion about professional development and tech coaching and, and Chrome extensions and everything we talked about this month. We're probably going to be recording that uh, somewhere between February and 11th and the 18th. We're, we, we, we always kind of get people together around that time and do the show. So if you guys are interested out there, please find us on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach. Email us over at feedback at teachercast.net. And if you have any questions for us or would like to be featured on the podcast, you can always leave us a voice message over at teachercast.net slash voicemail. Nick, just to put the exclamation point and the cherry on top, it was a great conference. Looking forward to seeing everybody. And of course, Nick, 
Nick, it was great to hang out with you at the conference as well. It was, Jeff. You know, we don't, you know, obviously we hang out and we talk to each other, you know, on here and we do our podcast, but just to physically be away and just have an opportunity for you and I to do and take part in something that we find we're passionate about and professional development and training and learning more. So I had a great time. I, you know, it's just motivating. I think that's a big thing. I think if you're someone who hasn't uh, attended something at this level before, this is something to definitely put on your uh, calendar for next year. If it's FETC or ISTE or BET, um, BTT, is that right? Bet. <laughs> Bet, right. Uh, any of the big three there um, and just really walk out with, uh, you know, energetic and ready to go and, and to continue your year or start it fresh. All right, so we will see you guys next week for our Salute to Chrome extensions. On behalf of everybody here on the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury. And I'm Nick Amaral. Reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students.